0: It was really important to me not to show Deborah as somebody who's foolish or silly or stupid or any of those things. First of all, because that was not my experience listening to the podcast at all.
1: I'm talking with Connie Britton, who is playing Deborah Newell in the new Bravo series, Dirty John.
0: The first experience that I had listening to the podcast was how terrifying this guy is and how easy it is to be conned. And that, for me, was the most chilling part because, frankly, I, I believe we're living in a country where we've been, to some degree, conned. People are having a hard time accessing truth and values, and in steps the con man.
1: Britain is best known for her role as Tammy Taylor on the show Friday Night Lights. In Dirty John, she's a successful interior designer in an affluent area of Orange County, California. She ignores her family's warnings about the new man in her life, marries him hastily, then, after she discovers he's been lying to her from the start, takes him back.
0: To me, it was a really important story to tell because I love telling stories of women, Trying to find their own power through whatever influences have been given to them by, you know, their community, by their church, by the state that they live in, by their family.
1: On some level, she tells me she sees the story as being about the passing down of values through generations and how women struggle to define themselves against those forces.
0: To some degree, your value is as much as who you are with a man. That can be a very subtle thing because especially in this day and age, women, if you're lucky, you're raised to believe that you can do whatever you want and you can accomplish anything. But there are still very, very old conventions about what it is to be a woman.
2: It's not that you're hiding anything. No, not at all. You want to be seen, noticed, so it's time for a change. But you're not going to waste time or change doing it. Madison Reed is a company that's changing the way women color their hair. Until now, women had only two choices, outdated at-home hair color or the time and expense of a salon. And neither of those are options you're willing to take. So choose the quality of salon color, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you can feel good about. With Madison Reed, you'll look like you just came from a salon, but on your terms, your time. Experience beautiful, multidimensional hair color made in Italy, delivered right to your door on your schedule for under $25. Join the hundreds of thousands of women who have tried and loved Madison Reed. Find your perfect shade of change at madison-reed.com. Right now, Dirty John listeners can receive 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with promo code DIRTYJOHN. That's madison-reed.com. Offer code DIRTYJOHN.
1: From the Los Angeles Times and Wondery, I'm Chris Gofford, and this is a special bonus episode of Dirty John. As preparation for her role in the new Bravo series, Connie Britton tells me she made it a point to meet the woman her character is based on, Deborah Newell.
0: I think it was really, really helpful to be able to spend time with her and for no other reason just to kind of learn her mannerisms and, you know, try to get some of that, the physicality and her vocal cadence and all the rest of it. But also, it really gave me insight into who she is as a person you know, I also realized that I think Deborah was in a point in her life where she was actually trying to empower herself because she's a self-made, very successful woman, has a very, very successful business, but has been doing that completely on her own, really so that she could raise her four children, mostly on her own. And because she, you know, has the, her marriages hadn't worked. And in the course of doing that, felt a lot of guilt, especially about her two youngest daughters, because she felt like she just wasn't around for them. So I really saw, as we were exploring the journey of this in our storytelling, I really saw her actually trying to empower herself with the relationship with John. By, you know, when the daughters were saying, no, 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 we don't like him, we don't like him, saying well, you know, I love you and I respect you, but I like him and I'm not gonna let you dictate what my life is supposed to be to me. I'm going to do this for myself, you know? Um, and trying to cre- She was trying to create boundaries for the first time, and because of some of her guilt and all the rest of it, she hadn't been able to really create boundaries with her daughters before.
1: Susie DeSanto, the costume designer on Dirty John, told me that the specific look she picked for Deborah is meant to reflect her emotional journey through the season's eight-episode arc. She took me through the costume trailer.
3: You can see by looking at Connie's line, who plays Deborah. in the beginning I used a lot of pink and cream colors and soft fabrics just to kind of set the scene of romance and falling in love and just also being part of Deborah's curated world. Her very specific color schemes, her specific aesthetic. So Connie and I worked a lot with all of these colors that were really pretty and soft. And then as things start to get a little darker and John Meehan, who I call the heart of darkness of the show, as It becomes apparent, like, what is happening in this woman's family and to her family. We start to work with more blues. And then once John is killed, the heart of darkness is lifted. And we go back to the light colors again.
1: In the show, Deborah's daughters are played by Juno Temple and Julia Garner. Juno Temple is the older sister, whose name on the show is Veronica. She's the one who doesn't need more than a single contemptuous glance at John Meehan to make up her mind about him who puts a tracker on her mom's car to find out where he goes in it. She's the daughter with a safe full of expensive handbags.
4: She's somebody I have respect for because I think she really does have a quite fearless quality about her. I mean, I haven't had to ever go through a situation like this, but she's got balls that I am quite amazed by, you know, going out and talking to police people and talking to investigators and tracking devices and all of these things. It's a pretty baller move.
1: I asked her how she arrived at the voice she uses for Veronica.
4: To me, it's kind of the idea of that sort of nasally American voice, right? It's kind of that, but also there's something really interesting about an American girl that kind of has been there, seen that, done it all, so it's like impressed me. And it's this super monotonous way of talking, which I think Veronica needed. I think it takes quite a lot to impress her. Um, And I think when you're around somebody like that, whatever walk of life they are, if they have that kind of voice where it's like, oh, impress me, they weirdly make you quite nervous because you're like, okay, what am I going to do? How can I impress them? What do I do? Do I need to cartwheel? Do I need to flash them? Do I need, like, I don't know what to do.
1: Deborah Newell's youngest daughter stands in dramatic contrast. Down to earth, approachable, vulnerable, dressed kind of like a teenager. This is Tara, played by Julia Garner.
5: You know, the thing that I really like about Tara is how much she's open and willing to give people chances. When you watch the show or listen to the podcast, you'll see or hear what I mean by giving people second chances. Because I think Tara is kind of, she's a very hopeful person.
1: Garner told me she keeps a journal in which she works out her thoughts about her roles. She plays a character on the show Ozark named Ruth, and the governing word she uses to understand her is stuck. With Tara Newell, the word is uncertainty. Kind
5: of of uncertainty in a way, like I'm not quite clear because I think Tara is contemplating whether if John's a good guy or not throughout the season. So she has the feeling of uncertainty all the time.
1: Garner is from New York and her vocal transformation for the role is less dramatic than Temple's but distinctive nonetheless.
5: I mean, I obviously listened to the podcasts and interviews and I wanted to play it as close to her as possible. I wasn't going to have like, I wasn't going to be like, hey mom, I really like, I really don't like John. I wasn't going to have, like, this is my voice. I wasn't going to have my voice. I wanted to, play. so I just, you know, I think people, and I'm doing Tara's voice. I think people in, in, um. I mean, this is to me like very much of a, a California accent in a way, and it's very clear that this is the world that they're from. So I wanted to be very respectful for that. So
2: <laughs> you've probably by now heard of Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. With Squarespace, you can choose from an incredible array of templates created by world-class designers, and you have the ability to customize look and feel settings and more with just a few clicks. Now, Squarespace is offering an incredible new feature, Squarespace Email Campaigns, with customizable layouts for any message, powerful editing tools, and a mobile editing feature so you can send anytime, anywhere. Squarespace Email Campaigns really is a game-changer. As always, if you get stuck or just need a little help, Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support is there for you every step of the way. All you have to do to get started is go to squarespace.com slash dirtyjohn for a free trial. Then, when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dirtyjohn to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash dirtyjohn, offer code dirtyjohn. At the center of the complicated Newell
1: family is Deborah, trying to navigate her own needs and those of her kids. As I was reporting the story originally, I found it hard to make sense of Deborah's decision to take John Meehan back in the face of so much damning evidence about his criminal past. It only really began to make sense to me in the context of her painful family history.
0: Deborah has a strong uh, religious background, she had the experience of Her sister being shot point-blank in the back of the head by her husband and then watched her mother completely forgive him for that and have him serve almost no jail time, very little jail time.
1: Deborah's mother, Arlene, did more than just forgive the man who killed her daughter. She testified on his behalf at his trial. Her behavior baffled and outraged a lot of people who listened to the podcast or read the series. I got a lot of emails on that theme. In the TV show, Arlene is played by the actress Jean Smart. I asked her if she felt protective of the character.
6: Well, of course, I certainly try to put myself in her mindset because some people, the reaction is, well, as a mother, that, that thing is so primal, that feeling of protecting your child and losing your child, that is such a primal, primal thing. How could she possibly have overcome that? But again, I think that because she feels that love and forgiveness trumps everything and that she knew that the only place she could find that solace and she went there instantaneously she knew that if she didn't make that choice to go with her faith and her feelings of forgiveness that she would probably lose her mind it's kind of like i have met women who have lost children in in uh, iraq and in afghanistan because i did a piece about a lot of those mothers and there are some that are very bitter, of course, and then there are some who, after that, were still, you know, George Bush is the greatest thing in the world, and, you know, America first, and this is, you know, the war is a good
1: thing, and... Well, that in a way gives meaning to the death of the child, too.
6: Exactly. Because if you felt that your child was just cannon fodder, that you lost your child for nothing, except perhaps maybe greed or God knows what else, you, you would go insane. You would be destroyed through your rage and your grief. I mean, I don't know how you could keep putting one foot in front of the other.
1: The production designer on Dirty John is Ruth Ammon, and she's responsible for the show's overall look, from the green vase in Deborah's therapist's office to the giant decorative lips on the wall of Veronica's bedroom. Part of the challenge was how to present a part of Orange County not notable for striking architectural diversity. This made it among her most challenging jobs.
7: I worked in New York for 20 something years and every building there has a lifetime of different facades and paints and textures. So I always typically build a story from that. When you talk about Orange County, new is better. So when we thought about Deborah also being a interior designer, if we did the interior design from when the story specifically took place, she would look dated. And no one would get who she was because it was passé at that point.
1: I remind her that the story takes place only three or four years ago.
7: That's a lot of time. When you have West Elm and Restoration Hardware and Pottery Barn and CB2 and all these like big box stores that are telling you how to live your life constantly.
1: Earlier this year, I led Ammon and a scouting crew to Balboa Island in Newport Beach, where Deborah and John Meehan were living in the early months of their relationship. The lady living there was nice enough to let us in to look around. On the sidewalk as we were leaving, a well-dressed young man who lived nearby came running out in a rage, wielding a golf club and screaming. One of the crew had inadvertently tried his door.
7: <laughs> it, was a, it was terrifying. I mean, there was a lot of us there, so I wasn't super scared. But um, his anger and rage was kind of too weirdly connected to what I would imagine was the rage of John and just seeing this like male anger in the same place where all this stuff happened you know it was it was kind of creepy
1: You can catch the premiere of Dirty John on Bravo at 10 p.m. on Sunday, November 25th. It's a production of Universal Cable Productions and L.A. Times Studios, and this is the second of three bonus episodes about its making. If you're a reader, you can pick up my new story collection, which contains the original print series and 14 other stories, many of them equally weird. It's called Dirty John and Other True Stories of Outlaws and Outsiders by Christopher Gofford, published by Simon & Schuster. This is Chris Gofford. Thanks for listening.